Let's catch up some Spurs news you may have missed. Look ahead at the Spurs schedule and let's experiment in an experimental season. You are locked on Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, this is Hot Rod. And I'm RC from the Cybertron Spurs. And you're listening to Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken's 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hope everybody's having a great week. And uh, yeah, you guys are the everydayers. We appreciate you being here every single day on Locked On Spurs. Making it your first listen, you guys are the everydayers. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. What are we talking about today? I'm going to be catching up with some uh, few uh, Spurs news and notes. Uh, some things you may have missed. Then we're going to bring in our guest, my colleague at Ken's Five. He is Tom Petrini. We're going to be just looking at the Spurs schedule ahead. When will the Spurs break that losing skid? Is it softening enough for the Spurs where they can get some wins, maybe? And they better not lose to Detroit, I'll tell you that much. And then we're going to have fun. If it is an experimental season, we're going to throw out some ideas of how the Spurs can experiment uh, and perhaps will lead to some wins down the road but let's get you caught up in some spurs news that you may have missed first of all can, can we give a quick shout out to the austin spurs i think many spurs fans are not knowing what's going on with the g league team austin is hot right now they're on a hot streak they started the regular season undefeated they're four and oh and they're not just barely getting by they are just beating teams down recently the austin spurs beat the g league ignite you know, that, that team that produced some uh, NBA players, they went on to win 114 to 80. And they're doing this without the services of City Soko, Dominic Barlow. So this Austin Spurs team is, you know, might be a, a little silver lining and otherwise down season for the San Antonio team. The G League team is off to a very good start. Shout out, Lock, I'm sorry, Austin Spurs. Make sure to check out their games. I think they broadcast them on NBA TV or ESPN3, uh, I think. So if you have a chance to show some support to the G League team, go do that. Way to go, Austin. So there's your first quick Austin Spurs update. And other Spurs news, uh, Trey Jones is now joining the Spurs Youth Basketball League. But there's a pizza incentive, everybody. So first of all, y'all don't know, uh, the Spurs have the uh, Spurs Youth Basketball League. Uh, that That is so coveted by the team that Popovich usually picks an ambassador every year. This year, he picked Trey Jones to do it. So he's going to be serving as the Youth Basketball League ambassador. And to kick that off, the Spurs and Pizza Hut are going to be having a promotional thing. So basically, between January 8th through February 4th, Fans can place an order with any Pizza Hut in San Antonio, and those proceeds will be uh, donated to the Spurs Youth League. And uh, yeah, check it out. It's a good cause. Um, you know, Trey Jones, once again, stepping up, being a guy for the community. You'd like to see that of the Spurs player. You know, he's been really active in the Spurs community from the holiday season uh, to events in the community. So shout out Trey Jones and the Spurs, uh, looking out for the city of San Antonio and the young athletes of San Antonio as well. And in case you missed this, this is kind of a big one. 
Victor Wimbayama is going to be featured on NBA's Past the Rock series season two. Now it's a it's a, it's a TV series, but it's only shown on the NBA app. So make sure you get that. So basically, what it is, he's going to be part of a uh, huge lineup of players, and they're going to go into their behind the scenes life uh, from some of their games, pregame to postgame. You're going to get some commentary from Wimby and all the other players that are going to be featured in season two as they navigate the season, uh, their on-court goals, how they prepare for games, even some of their personal life as well. Again, the only way to see this is going to be on the NBA app. It's called Pass the Rock. So make sure you get that NBA app right now to go check it out. Now, the first episode won't feature Wimby, but it's going to premiere on Tuesday, January 9th. And the feature player for that uh, show is going to be Memphis's Jaron Jackson Jr. You know, only the son of Jaron Jackson. You know, that guy for the Spurs who helped this team win the 1999 NBA title. Yeah, his son is going to be featured in uh, episode one. But uh, as of right now, we don't know when Wemby's episode is going to be released. But at least, you know, it will be coming. And again, another glimpse into the life of the Spurs. Hopefully what will be and he's shaping up to be a generational player. So there is your quick Spurs news and notes coming up next is Tom Petrini and myself. We're going to be discussing the Spurs uh, schedule ahead for the month of January. Is it softening up for this team? Can they pull out some wins? When will the losing streak end? And then we're going to have some fun. We're going to give an experiment. The experimental Spurs can experiment with this season. That's next on Locked on Spurs. Hey guys, this is Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger, and you are listening to a Locked on Spurs with Jeff Garcia. It's morphin' time. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash MBA and get you on your way to being your best self. Yeah, you got to try BetterHelp. Look, if you've been looking out, uh, trying to get therapy in the new year, what better way to go and get that than with BetterHelp? Look, so around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. Maybe you're going to be finally organizing that one part of your space, or maybe you want to tackle another one. Maybe you want to try supplements every morning. Whatever it is, BetterHelp can help you. Therapy finds your strengths. You can ditch the extreme solutions or resolutions, I should say, and make changes that really stick. So if you benefit from therapy in the past and you want to come back to it, Again, try better help. You can pretty much learn positive stuff, uh, you know, whether it be positive coping, life skills, how to set boundaries, what empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Even for those experiencing major trauma, better help is there for you. Again, so if you're thinking about starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire. You can match with a licensed uh, therapist. You can switch therapists at any time for no cost at all. No additional charge, I should say. So celebrate the progress you've made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMBA today. Get yourself 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash LockedOnMBA. This is Emily Swallow, and you are listening to Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia. And we're back right here on Locked On Spurs, bringing him back, everybody, my colleague at Ken's Five. He is Tom Petrini. Follow my real Tom Petrini on X. And uh, before we hit record, uh, Tom admitted to me that he's jealous that Optimus Prime is dunking on me. He said that's an honor. I mean, you 
you just got to stand in the pain and take those, man. You know, there, there's nothing you can do. That's the life of a rim protector right there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we are here not to nerd out, although I wish we would. But we're here to talk about silver and black and your Spurs. Shocker, everybody. Back on a losing skid. Here we go again. Hopefully, yeah, Thomas, not as bad, bad as the last one. He was at 18. They hit 18, right? I mean, as long as they don't do 28, it's fine. Yeah. And and you know what? If they do do 28, like think about how much fun everyone was having on that on that piston streak. Everybody was oh, tuned sure. in, man. It was must watch television. Speaking sure. of which, hi pistons. Uh, this game might sound like two dump trucks crashing into each oh, other. Oh my you know? goodness! Uh, yeah. Although I will say, and we'll get into this, but the Spurs are playing some okay basketball as of late. They're, they are. They are. All things considered, the bar has been set very low. But technically, they are been, we are been playing better basketball. Well, we're going to talk about that in the last segment. But about that losing streak, here we go again on Lockdown Spurs. We're going to look ahead at the schedule, look at the next five, four to five games, uh, kind of predict when the Spurs losing skid might end, hopefully soon, tomorrow night versus Detroit. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness, Tom. Can you imagine if they lose to Detroit tomorrow? Spurs fans are going to be in, in, in chaos. It's, it's going to be bad. It's going to be some unbearable discourse if the Spurs, if, if it's even close, like if it's a oh if it's a competitive goodness. game, yeah. And especially you know, Cade Cade Cunningham got hurt in the last game. If he's not playing, mm -hmm. if you're going against the Cadeless Pistons, no, no, because uh, the the Pistons, I think they're a good reminder for everybody that there's levels to this, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and the level that the Spurs are at right now is certainly. Not the most fun level to be at for any nope. professional team. But at least they have their guy and they have some hope for the future, mm -hmm. right? For the near Maybe. future. Detroit is um, – Cade is great, but it it really for years in, mm -hmm. in Detroit has been a bottom of the barrel NBA franchise. And – you know the the fans there is is like it's like what what do we where yeah. do we even go from here? Like they they yeah. just played the Nuggets, and mad respect to Nikola Jokic because when he plays Ooh. a team like that, he's just mm -hmm. he's just like screwing around. It's like he's trying to get like mm -hmm. you know two K achievements unlocked. He he only shot it like three or four times in the yeah. game and he had like 16 assists yeah, <laughs> he was just pet, like like just playing around just and playing so with them. yeah you know the yes obviously spurs and pistons to two worst teams in the league right now um but it's it's not like it's a one one a thing like the pistons are very clearly the worst not yeah, just with the they they've they've won what three two three three or four games at this point, mm -hmm. um, but it's it's more just the uh, the hopelessness mm -hmm. that seems to be present in uh, Detroit basketball right now, um, and the Spurs have a clear path out. The Pistons, it's like, what do you even do? Exactly. So, yeah, levels to this, yeah. uh, and and mm -hmm. hopefully for the Spurs' sake. And for, for the sake of everybody who talks about this team on the internet and in real life, oh, man, it'll be brutal if they lose that game. Exactly. It, it will be pretty bad. And um, 
you know, uh, we're going to talk about this later in the next <clears throat> segment, excuse me. Um, but, hey, there are signs that the Spurs are improving. Hopefully those little baby steps will show out versus Pistons. But let's look ahead at the schedule. We're talking about the next game up for the Spurs. Uh, tomorrow night will be in Detroit versus the, the Pistons. Then they got the Hornets. Uh, I think that's in San Antonio. So it's the first game of a back-to-back. And then the Bulls in San Antonio. Then they go on the road against the Hawks. And then the night, the last for the first five we're going to look at here uh, at at Boston. So, yeah, you know the Spurs, you know Pistons should be winnable games. Hornets should be a winnable game. Tom, uh, I'm I'm just going to go ahead and say that we are looking at the softest seven game mm-hmm. stretch mm-hmm. of the Spurs season, and that includes the game in Boston. Uh, yeah. Uh, like obviously Celtics, one of one of the best teams in the league, but Detroit, Charlotte, Chicago, who's better than when they started the year, and they've yeah. been playing well without Zach Levine, but still, you know, not that they're like a fringe play-in team right now. As are the Atlanta Hawks, and remember, the Spurs own some draft picks from each of these teams. Um, so a, a nice little subplot there. Then you got the Celtics game. Then you've got the Hornets again. And then you've got the Wizards, who uh, are a little bit more talented and experienced right now, I guess, than the Pistons and the Spurs, mm-hmm. but uh, don't have many yeah. more wins. Yeah. yeah so, so you look at that stretch and you say, okay, on paper, these are games. I, I never look anymore... Well, except the except the Pistons one, I, I never anymore look at the schedule and say this is a game the Spurs should win. It's not a thought that even enters my brain anymore. Yeah, no. Uh, the the Pistons one is is a rare exception. Yeah. Um, but you look at that and you say, okay, they could win, you know, three or four of mm-hmm. these. Uh, or maybe maybe more if they get if they get really hot if if what we've been seeing from them mm-hmm. in the past few games is real, um, then yeah maybe maybe it will translate to victories against some of these yeah. weaker teams. Yeah. Uh, Victor Wembanyama's on a tear. You know, last five games he yep. scored twenty in each. Mm-hmm. He's he's blocking you know three shots a game, leading the league. He is really kind of settling into that starting center role. It looks like where he's supposed to be, uh-huh. where he can anchor that defense and be all seven foot four that he is. Um, and, you know, we, we gotta, we gotta say that Trey Jones in the starting lineup after third, you know, uh-huh. almost half the season of experimenting yeah. and throwing out starting lineups without a point guard in them. Um, you know, the, the Spurs have been winning third quarters barely. Yeah, don't look at that. But but like like in the in the two games, they've won the third quarter. They they've yeah. more than just survived it. You know, they've they've they gotten they've gotten yeah. to the last twelve minutes and been like, okay, yeah. it's a game here. And they haven't closed. Obviously, Milwaukee, great team. Uh and you know, obviously in this game against the the Cavs that they just played, they had a chance to win late. Mm-hmm. Uh and and obviously they're a young team that is still uh, miles and miles away from the rest of the competition in terms of experience level, in terms of 
knowing how to uh, operate in those situations and win those games and just, you know, being, being calm about it. Um, yeah. And they haven't been able to do that. Uh-uh. I like, agree with you. Like, yeah. you know, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't just us in the beginning of the season who thought like, hey, maybe the Spurs look kind of interesting this year. They, they could be competitive. Like, from from ESPN and, and across, it's like, I don't get it. They got good players. They got Wemby's playing great. Like, why are, why are they 5-31 and 31 or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's less about, oh, they're due, and it's more about, honestly, the, the strength of schedule in the beginning of the season while they were experimenting was rough. Brutal. Even, yeah, if, was even, if they had, even if they had Dre mm-hmm. Jones in there, I don't know how many more games they're winning. Right. Um, and now as, as the schedule softens up, um, we, it, it's, it's good timing, right? Cause yeah. they've, they've been getting their butts kicked for months now mm-hmm. and things are kind of starting to click a little bit for them as much as they can mm-hmm. for a team that's in this stage. So things are clicking a little bit now, like, Yeah, you know, I, I got I got the Pistons this this tomorrow night's game as the streak breaker. It has to be. I, I got it. If it you know? if it's not, it yeah will feel like a hundred losses at once. It will. Yeah, this is going to be brutal if the Spurs lose this game. You know, but move beyond that. You know, we're talking about how soft the schedule is getting, uh, relatively speaking. Yeah. Uh, it, it, well, for me though, Tom, I don't know. I, I shouldn't be doing this thinking like you know, oh maybe the Spurs are turning the corner. Because what we saw versus Milwaukee, we saw versus Cleveland. Because I'm, I, I know, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, kind of thing here. Because I saw this out in Phoenix early in the season, where they go, they do their thing. Oh my God, they surprised the Suns. What on their gym? Hit them up, man. They're good. We turned the corner early. So I need to see this more. You know, are they really making progression? And they can do that with this soft schedule. So. I guess, I guess the cynical yeah. take on that is if you turn the corner, where are you going? Right. You know, yeah. see you're, you're already Less curb stopping. Like, yeah. You're already 10 games out of a, a play in yeah. spot. Like what, if you, if you turn the corner, where are you going? But the, the truth is, um, you know, this team is now in a place because they have their cornerstone mm-hmm. and Victor Weminyama where, um, any progress forward is is going to be good for him, good for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, all right, let's look at the last five games for Victor specifically. At Portland, thirty points, six rebounds, six assists, seven blocks. Uh, that was an insane stat line. Rookie, only rookie to ever do it uh, since blocks right. have been recorded since David Robinson. All of that. Uh, next game, twenty-one-seven three and a block against the Celtics who did a good job on him. Uh, all of this on a minutes restriction. He's averaging like 25 minutes a game in this stretch. Uh, 20. Um, and, you know, I, I think that he would have like a legit case uh, if the West wasn't so stacked, if, if the team was doing better, um, you know, he's, he's looked in these in these last few weeks, and and the mindset too, he mm-hmm. just looks locked. Like yeah, he's like, locked. Yeah. He he's yeah. Well, according to him, Tom, uh, after the game versus Cleveland, 
once the minutes restriction is lifted, it's it's on. It's game on. He literally said that. It's game Dude, on. So. I, every every time he talks, I'm listening because like he he just says stuff so mm-hmm. casually that it sounds like Metro Boomin would sample it and put it over the intro to one of his songs. <laughs> you know, like like the, <laughs> there was that moment after the after the Bucks game. Where you know he's he's being asked if the rookie of the month stuff motivated him, if the all star yeah. thing motivated him, and he was like, "Yeah, of course, of course it did." Uh, yeah. And and the the quote was like, "Eventually, I'm gonna get what I deserve. Every game is a statement from now on." And he said it, and I was like, mm-hmm. "All right, it's rock and roll." You know, the schedule is softening up. You know, there are some winnable games, especially tomorrow at Detroit. Um, so go Spurs go. I mean, this is your chance to, you know, kind of, you know, pick up some W's, get some more good vibes into the locker room, get a little bit of momentum, something, just anything. Again, the bar set very low for this team. So anything, uh, this, any type of W, any type of win, even the last two games, even though they've been L's, that it feels like a win for this young team, you know, being competitive, closing the gap against Cleveland, making it a game in the fourth you mentioned it, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, very clearly, you know, not, you know, winning the third period, you know, in the last two games. So, and then, yeah, uh, so a lot of stuff to build on. Hopefully the losing streak will end tomorrow night in Detroit. When we get back, we're going to experiment with an experimental season. We're going to have some fun with that. We're going to say, okay, Spurs, you all want to experiment. Well, here are our ideas at an experiment uh, to hopefully – maybe for some player development and more. That's coming up next on Locked On Spurs. This is Zach Aguilar, the voice of Tanjiro Kamado, and you're listening to Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia. Hey, I want to talk to you about FanDuel. You want to go to FanDuel.com right now. The regular season, NFL regular season, is wrapping up, but there's still time to get on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get themselves 150 bucks in bonus bets, Guaranteed if you place a $5 bet. So simple. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is easy to use. I have it. You should get it too. So many different ways to bet, like live same game parlays, find bets in the new Explorer tab. You can even make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find those popular parlays. So much more. Cowboy season still going on. Texan season still there. Spurs season, NBA season, everything is going on right now. There's no reason for you to not get on the action by using the FanDuel app. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Hey, this is Chris Sabat, and you're listening to Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia. And we're back right here on Lockdown Spurs with Tom Petrini. Follow him on X at Real Tom Petrini. Uh, no uh, dog appearance today. No puppy appearance. Uh, I'll, I'll see if I get a furry friend uh, walking around here. I'm, I'm with the in-laws today, and they've okay. got a bunch of cats and two oh. dogs. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll see if anybody comes by. They all they all kind of do their own thing. Yeah. You know? they kill their, exactly. Hey, we're talking about all things silver and black right here, and we're going to be talking about experiments. Hey, it's experimental season, right? We experimented with Sohan and PG, experimenting with Trey Jones off the bench, Wemby roaming free, doing what he wants to do. So many experiments going on. So we're going to have some fun. We're going to say, hey, Spurs, since you're experimenting, we have some ideas on an experiment. And, you know, Tom and I, we talked about this before we hit record. 
So I'll kick things off here, Tom, because I think you kind of agree with my idea here, is how about letting City Sissoko play more in San Antonio versus Austin? Look, how about that? If you're experimenting, you want to see what talent you have that fits around Wemby moving forward, why not bring in the other Frenchman and see how he fits in in the rotation and with Wemby? Look, in Austin, he's playing pretty well, very explosive. You know, for a, I, I think he's still 19, Tom. But I wish I was that jacked up, built like that. When I was 19, my goodness, this guy has like no body fat on him. Athletic, explosive, uh, you know, can run the floor. He looks like he has tools. Does he still need refining? Sure, he does. But at this point of the season, five wins, that's it. And no playing probably, no, definitely no playoffs. Why not just see what you got with City? So I propose Spurs experiment with giving CD more time in San Antonio. Your thoughts, Tom? I think we'll see some of it. Uh, you're you're right that in terms of his, I mean, physique, like he's yeah. he's built like a tight end. He's, like he he looks he's he looks huge. like he could give Travis Kelsey a run for his money. Yes. You know, like like NFL ready body. Yes, on, on a teenager. Did I ever um, tell you the time when he and I I spoke with him early this season about coming to San Antonio and he's sitting on a chair. In the locker room, and I'm gonna start looking at him and go, "You're 19." In my head, I'm thinking this: "You're 19." Yeah, you sure mean, about that? I mean, my goodness, he's massive. He's shredded, but he's raw, right? He's, he's raw, still though, he's yeah. still raw. Um, he's coming off of a year in the G League. Uh, he's played a lot in the G League this year, and I think that one thing that we're going to see is as Blake Wesley um, gets more time in San Antonio. Um, we're going to see CD Sissoko get more primary reps in Austin. And, you know, mm. I'm sure there are some people who are like, oh, but he's already, he's been in Austin, you know, mm. changing the, changing the context around him, changing the role and what he's supposed to do can have a big impact. You know, Blake has been up there, for the majority of the season, really learning the point guard position. And I, mm. I sat down in the locker room with him. Uh, and, you know, same stuff people always say about the G League in Austin, you know, mm. getting the reps in, getting the confidence, learning how to do the job on the job. It makes a difference. And you've seen it in Blake Wesley's play, right? Mm. This year, he looks kind of night and day from where he was last season, where it's like, all right, he's got all these physical gifts. He's going... A yeah. thousand miles an hour. He doesn't know where the brakes are yet. Uh, if if he if the game slows down for him at all, if he can slow down a bit, if he can learn when to slow down and when to, you know, use that incredible burst that he's got, then you know that's what's going to make or break him as an NBA player. Is how how well can he do that? Um, and that's an experiment that I <clears throat> uh, am looking forward to, especially with the San Antonio team. Uh, yeah. is is seeing a little bit more Blake Wesley. Um, and as far as experiments go, how about we experiment with winning some basketball games? Yeah, Ma come on, fun, man. Right? How about that? that? Jeez Louise, as Pop would say. For Trey and for Wemby and for every other player in that starting unit and the closing unit, right? Because mm -hmm. we saw, you know, when it, when it comes winning time, you know, Champagne's not in there. Champagne is starting over Keldon Johnson to basically stagger it and allow Keldon to pack that punch off the bench so that you don't have this big drop-off mm -hmm. when the starters come out. And we're kind of still seeing a big drop-off when the 
starters come out uh, in that Cleveland game. The bench got killed. Um, but you know, you you look at you look at the Spurs roster and starting lineup and say, okay, this, at the beginning of the year, it was can Jeremy Sohan play play point guard? Can we can we force this round peg into this square hole and, and make that work? And understand why they did the experiment. I think it probably the playmaking experience is going to help him if situation the situation arises where Pop has to play him there. In in any play where where Jeremy Sohan is making a play with the ball in his hands, mm-hmm. hopefully that experience will will help translate. It's still rough. I mean, he's yeah. he's still making mistakes, um, and he like the the end of the game in Cleveland. There there was a crucial turnover late uh, yeah. where. Uh, you could argue that he should have gone up for for a dunk or a layup. Jared Allen was there; he kind of dribbled out of it, but then then he he tried to pass to Keldon Johnson, pass missed, and the ball turned over, and Spurs lost the game. You know, um, so so that was the guy who was your starting point guard for for twenty games, and and he's still very clearly just you know figuring out where to be and what to do, just in general, right? Yeah. Um, and then for so for many games after that, Pop was basically go still going no point guard. Like we're, we just got a collective, you know, approach to it. We've got a bunch of perimeter players out there. Um, and you know that that's good for getting all of those secondary playmakers primary reps if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what is bad for is developing and evaluating all of those guys as secondary playmakers. You know, if if you, I guess the point being, I want to see all of those guys in a context that is similar to hopefully what they will be with the idealized version of this team. And, you know, I, I still believe that Trey Jones uh, is probably a, a very good backup point guard in the league. Um, game game against the Bucks kind of showed you mm-hmm. a why he probably should have been starting sooner, and b why he probably isn't the starter long term for this team. Everything's smoother, you know. He's he's the passing the fluidity, the floor general, you go here, you go here stuff really helped the team, right? Uh, but in the closing seconds, game on the line, you need three points. Your guard is standing in the corner for, mm-hmm. for the most efficient three-point look you can get. And and he bricks it. And he's shooting, you know, under 30% yeah. uh, from, from three this season. Um, although he did hit two in that Cleveland game, including one from the same exact spot where Wemby passed him the ball. And after there was a little bit of, you know, I see keep shooting that after that, after that shot was Milwaukee. Right. And that's, that's the kind of guy Trey Jones is. Right. But still, you know, you look at him and you say, okay, he's undersized. He doesn't shoot the three ball. Well, his burst is good. He's experienced. He takes care of the ball, all of the point guard stuff that you could want, except the shooting and the size. Uh, but it's, it's not like he's like a sieve defensively, like he, he's pesky. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also, the, it, it has, it has sparked in me this, 
kind of constant question that I ask myself when I'm watching this team play, which is what would they look like with just like, like an average lead guard who could hit three point shots, run, pick and roll limit turnovers. Mm -hmm. He's this, he's this, uh, efficient and, um, he, he's he's a safety blanket type of of player. We've yes. referred to him as training wheels mm-hmm. in the past. He's he's just he's a guy who calms everything down. Uh, and you know, I I hope that whatever the experiment includes moving forward, uh, it includes a real point guard. Was it you or was it was somebody who asked Devin Vassell about? Trey Jones oh, after me, that yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. You asked you asked Devin Vassell after that game, was what's it like having Trey Jones in there? And then Devin Vassell's like, you know, he It was like we, a sigh of relief. We love it. Relief. it. We love it. Like, he he's like he's like, like we we love it. Yeah. That's you know, traditional point guard. Like he literally said traditional point guard, and I'm like, yeah. you're gonna have to explain that one to Coach Pop. I don't think yeah. he's heard of that. Yeah, uh, I mean, Coach Pop messing with <laughs> us. But regardless, you know, I mean again, this experimental season is I, you know, whatever. I, some people might argue they're now in the rotation fit phase of the season, how they fit with Wimby. But hey, you know, if they're, if they're going to experiment with that now, you know, there's certain things to just do to maybe just shore up their future, whether it be Sissoko or, as Tom is mentioning, you know, playing Trey a lot more because the results are seemingly on the court, you know, competitive hey, thirds. Close can, I, can I just say quickly, too? Yeah. I think I think that the for the rest of the season experimenting will remain important because I don't know how much longer you can slow roll the rebuild. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like I totally understand taking this season to evaluate what you have, see how mm-hmm. it all fits together like you said, the roster fit, the rotational fit. Um but this last half of the season is really going to be about seeing what certain guys are made of and seeing uh, who the team decides they need to stick around and needs to glom onto this core with Victor mm-hmm. and and who becomes expendable. Because um, I expect – I certainly expect major – additions mm-hmm. in the off season. Uh, maybe not like a marquee, a marquee player, but an off season is similar to what the, the Houston Rockets did where, mm-hmm. you know, probably not that much money, but, you know, bring in a couple of veteran guys mm-hmm. uh, who can help you win some games now. Mm-hmm. Um and specifically in the ways that this team clearly needs, which I, I think I think they've done enough experimenting to know um, what they need. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, it, it's clear. Obviously, number one is the point guard spot moving forward, and then veterans of a, a more stronger season, veteran presence on that court. But there's so much to do, you, you know, with this uh, Spurs franchise right now. Rebuild isn't over. But, boy, have they gotten a big leap forward with Wimby. And hopefully, maybe after All-Star break, you know, that chemistry seasoning will start kicking in. 
and Spurs can maybe get some more W's than L's. Hey, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about experimenting in an experimental season? What would be your experiment? And also, what about that schedule? As Tom's mentioning, it's softening up a bit. Do you think this person gets some wins? Tom, I'll be honest with you, I'm not holding my breath. But <laughs> we if, shall see. We if shall they see. lose every one of these next seven games, Good I will Lord. be – You'd I'll be, in the be shocked. Position, I'll be shocked crying. and disappointed. Yes, and it's hard to be shocked by how disappointed you are at this point in this first season. Exactly. But that would both shock and disappoint me. Yeah, just don't lose tomorrow night versus Detroit Spurs. Please, please don't please, do Lord. that. Please, begging you for not tomorrow I th- night. I think I- make sure to follow Tom on X at Real Tom Petrini. And uh, yeah, you want to do that right now? Give him a follow. Talk all things Spurs and even. Maybe some racing with you, maybe, maybe. a little bit, a little, little bit, a little, little bit. bit. I'm, I'm trying to think of what my weirder niche tweets have been lately. Yeah, I don't know. I it's always something random that blows up. It's never something, you know, good and exciting that I'm working on. It's always <laughs> like this is just dumb stuff that enters my brain and exits yeah. my mouth because I can't control it. But oh, anyway. I thought again, make sure to follow my next at Real Tom Petrini. And subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Ken's 5 Plus app, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, the list goes on and on. Locked On Sports is the first ever 24-7 streaming sports channel on YouTube. Go subscribe to it right now. It's all the local hosts, the national hosts, the regional hosts. We're all there 24-7 on YouTube. Locked On Sports today. Tomorrow, we're going to have an, another guest. Uh, another guest, hopefully, crossing fingers. we got to just confirm they'll be making their Locked On Spurs debut. Uh, we'll see what that pans out. Nevertheless, we'll be talking all things silver and black, as always. Probably about that Detroit game. Hopefully, I don't know. I'm not going to go there, Tom. I'm not ready to. I, I got to knock on wood every type of material I can find. Just don't lose tomorrow night, Spurs. So we'll be talking about that and more uh, in tomorrow's Lockdown Spurs. But for Tom Petrini, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. <laughs>